Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 779. Four Stimulants in Tea, More Than Just Caffeine, by Chris Gunners with Healthline.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Happy Thursday, welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs, all for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions right here on the show. And with that, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Four Stimulants in Tea, More Than Just Caffeine by Chris Gunners with Healthline.com. Tea contains four substances that have stimulatory effects on your brain. The most well-known is caffeine, a potent stimulant that you can also get from coffee and soft drinks. Tea also contains two substances related to caffeine, theobromine and theophylline. Finally, it provides a rather unique amino acid called L-theanine, which has some very interesting effects on the brain. So let's discuss these four stimulants found in tea. Tea and coffee provide a different buzz. The other day, I was talking to a friend of mine about the psychoactive effects of coffee and tea. Both contain caffeine and therefore have a stimulant-like effect on the brain, but we agreed that the nature of these effects is quite different. My friend used an interesting analogy. The effect provided by tea is like being gently encouraged to do something by a loving grandmother, while coffee is like being kicked in the butt by a military officer. After our conversation, I've been doing some reading on tea and how it affects the mind. Don't get me wrong, I do love coffee. In fact, I tend to call it my all-time favorite health drink. However, coffee does definitely have a downside for me. While it tends to give me a nice and strong energy boost, I believe it sometimes prevents me from getting much done because the wired feeling can cause my brain to wander. This excess stimulant effect of coffee can make me spend a lot of time on unproductive tasks like checking emails, scrolling through Facebook, reading pointless news stories, and so on. It turns out that tea has less caffeine than coffee, but it also contains three stimulant substances that may provide some sort of synergistic effect. Summary. Coffee gives a stronger boost and greater stimulating effects than tea. It can even be so powerful that it may affect your productivity. Caffeine, the world's most widely used psychoactive substance. Caffeine is the world's most widely used psychoactive substance. That sounds like a bad thing but it doesn't have to be. Coffee, the biggest source of caffeine, also happens to be one of the biggest sources of antioxidants in the Western diet, and consuming it has been associated with various health benefits. The second largest source of caffeine worldwide is tea, which tends to provide a moderate amount of caffeine, depending on the type. 
Caffeine stimulates the central nervous system, which can increase vigilance and reduce drowsiness. There are several theories about how this works. The main one is that it blocks a neurotransmitter called adenosine at certain synapses in the brain. This leads to a stimulant effect. Adenosine is believed to increase in the brain throughout the day, building up a kind of sleep pressure. The more adenosine, the greater the tendency to fall asleep. Caffeine partly reverses this effect. The main difference between the caffeine in coffee and the caffeine found in tea is that tea has a lot less of it. A strong cup of coffee can provide anywhere from 100 to 300 milligrams of caffeine, while a cup of tea may only provide anywhere from 20 to 60 milligrams. Summary. Caffeine blocks adenosine in the brain, which is an inhibitory neurotransmitter that promotes sleepiness. Tea contains much less caffeine than coffee, thereby providing fewer stimulating effects. Theophylline and theobromine. Theophylline and theobromine are both related to caffeine and belong to a class of organic compounds called xanthines. They both have several physiological effects on the body. Theophylline relaxes smooth muscles in the airway, making breathing easier while also stimulating both the rate and force of heart contractions. Theobromine can also stimulate the heart, but it does have a mild diuretic effect and improves blood flow around the body, leading to a net reduction in blood pressure. Cocoa beans are also good sources of these two substances. The amounts of these substances in a cup of tea are very small, so their net effect on the body is probably negligible. Some of the caffeine you ingest is metabolized into theophylline and theobromine. So every time you consume caffeine, you will indirectly increase your levels of these two caffeine metabolites. Summary. Theophylline and theobromine are organic compounds related to caffeine and found in small amounts in tea and they stimulate the body in several ways. L-theanine, a psychoactive amino acid with unique properties. The last compound is by far the most interesting of the four. It is a unique type of amino acid called L-theanine. It is mainly found in the tea plant of the species Camellia sinensis. Like caffeine, theophylline, and theobromine, L-theanine can enter the brain by crossing the blood-brain barrier. In humans, L-theanine increases the formation of brain waves called alpha waves, which are associated with alert relaxation. This is perhaps the main reason for the different, milder buzz that T generates. L-theanine may affect neurotransmitters in the brain, such as GABA and dopamine. Some studies have suggested that L-theanine, especially when combined with caffeine, can improve attention and brain function. Summary. T contains an amino acid called L-theanine, which increases the production of alpha waves in the brain. L-theanine, in combination with caffeine, may improve brain function. The bottom line. Tea may be a suitable alternative for those who are sensitive to the high amounts of caffeine in coffee. Due to the L-theanine and its effect on alpha waves in the brain, it may also be a better choice than coffee for those who need to concentrate for long periods. I personally feel pretty good when I drink tea, green tea in my case. I feel relaxed, focused, and don't get the excessively wired feeling that coffee tends to give me. However, I don't get the same strong motivating effects of coffee, the mental kick I get after drinking a strong cup. All in all, I believe that both tea and coffee have their pros and cons. For me, tea looks like the best choice when doing work on the computer or studying, while coffee is better suited for physical activities like working out. You just listened to the post titled, Four Stimulants in Tea, More Than Just Caffeine by Chris Gunners with Healthline.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search 
and just match. You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Just a couple of weeks ago, at the end of the academic year, I presented this very topic of caffeine and its health effects to my students. I actually started the lecture with a question. I asked my students, how many of you believe that caffeine is harmful to health when consumed in moderation? Now, I've been lecturing on caffeine for many years, and so I know what students typically think. Most students end up raising their hands because most of what we hear in the media is that caffeine is harmful. Well, when we look at the actual data, we're finding that when caffeine is consumed in the form of coffee or tea, it's actually quite beneficial and might prevent a number of diseases. In fact, I was just reading a review article that was published, oh, about a week or so ago, and it found that caffeine, when consumed in the form of coffee or tea, reduces the risk for cardiovascular disease, liver cancer, pancreatic cancer, colon cancer, may reduce risk for dementia, Alzheimer's, which is a more severe form of dementia, and even Parkinson's disease. Consuming caffeine in moderation also improves athletic performance specifically for endurance-type exercises, not so much weight training. And the list goes on and on and on. But here's the thing. You have to find what's right for you. Just as the author Chris mentioned, coffee makes him feel a little too wired, and it actually inhibits his productivity. But green tea, in his case, is just right. We are finding that some of us metabolize caffeine very differently. Some are more sensitive than others. So if that's you, if let's say you find that a cup of coffee keeps you awake at night, well then maybe try having a cup of tea instead. So you may be thinking, oh, I'll start drinking coffee or tea because of all these wonderful health benefits. Well, that's fine, but just see how your body responds. Make sure that you're not too sensitive to caffeine, that you still feel your best. And if you do, and if it improves your productivity, then by all means, enjoy that cup of coffee or tea. Oh, and by the way, what does caffeine in moderation really mean? Well, the U.S. Dietary Guidelines for Americans has said that about 400 milligrams of caffeine per day is considered moderation. If you go beyond that, you may start to have problems like insomnia and things like that. But again, everybody's different. And I know it's hard to visualize what 400 milligrams of caffeine would be like, but that would be a grande at Starbucks. You get about 330 milligrams of caffeine with a Starbucks grande. So that should give you kind of an idea of how much we're talking about. All right, that'll do it from me for today. Thank you as always for subscribing. Thank you for being here every day. Thank you for sharing this show with someone. I hope you have a great rest of your Thursday and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A and where your optimal life awaits.